You're listening to the Fun Never Ends Podcast with Metalhead Nelson. Hey, welcome to the Fun Never Ends Podcast. I am your metalhead Nelson, and today I've got an amazing guest. He's a he's a legend. Um, he's one half of the pop duo Celio and Capono. He's Henry Capono. He's a Grammy nominee, 21 Nahoku Award winner. He's got an upcoming tour in the mainland that starts on the 5th of July. So that starts at Solana Beach. Hey, Coach House, San Juan Capistrano, that's a sold-out show. So you might as well get your butt down to San Diego. There you around go. Here. Uh, it's um, got quite a number of dates. I'll put it all in the link in the description. And uh, hey, here he is, Henry Capono. Henry, how you doing, man? Great, great, Nelson. Good to see you. It's Good been to a see while. You too. Yeah, it's been since uh, 2018 when I saw you in Vegas at Sam's Town. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you had uh, Valentine, Conrad, and John with you at that time. Right. Right. That was a fun show. That was a great show. Those guys aren't, aren't with me anymore. Uh, Conrad. Conrad's a, a mailman now. He needed. Wow. to get the insurance yeah um, and then uh john went back home to kind of uh, his parents were getting older so he wanted his kids to um know who they were so um he's in boston but um i got some new guys and um we're kicking some butt so yeah and you can catch him uh if you're in hawaii go to dukes on uh sundays from four to six hawaii time and you can catch henry yeah. there when he's out on tour or you can jump on facebook and go to henry Capono on facebook and yeah we also yeah we do it from a stream we stream it from uh five to six so yeah Yeah, it is very fun that's a party man that was like the first time i discovered that back in april of 2018 when i came out there that is fun man it is fun you put on a show yeah, we have a good time, you know. That's what it's all about for me. I just want to have a good time oh, yeah. and do what I love. Yeah, let's get into uh, doing what you love. Uh, who was one of your? Who are your biggest influences and um, about picking up the, the guitar the first time? Wow, I was. What was I listening? I was listening to Wilson Pickett. I was listening to um, James Brown. I was listening to um, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Um, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, James Taylor, um, Santana. I, I mean. And all those guys, you know, back in the 70s, uh, early, uh, late 60s, all those guys that came out, um, they were my big influence. Locally, my biggest influence was a guy named uh, Kui Lee. Uh, he wrote the song, uh, I'll Remember You for Dong Ho. Oh, yeah. But uh, great songwriter, great entertainer. And I was just impressed uh, how much fun he was having on stage. And I, I said to myself, man, I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm doing it. So he was having a good time. That's what it's all about, doing what you love and having a blast up there. Well, you know, you can't waste time on earth without not having a good time. That's true. Uh, what age did you pick up your first guitar? I think I was right about 15, I think. I was at a I was at a camp. Um, it was a church camp, and uh, a friend of mine was playing. You know, we'd go to get around the campfire, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine was playing the guitar, and it sounded so good. I was sitting right next to him. It sounded so good, and he, he noticed that I was really uh, paying a lot of attention to him. And so he goes, here, try it. I go, man, I don't know how to I don't know how to play this. He goes, here, I'll show you a chord. So he showed me a D chord. Yeah. That was it. That was hooked. <laughs> once I heard it, once I heard my go through my body, I went, wow, this is really 
really cool. Do you remember your first guitar that you ever had? Yeah, it was a uh, a Harmony, a real cheap Harmony. I think it cost like about 60 something bucks. It was hard to play. I mean, I had the strings on there were like cables. Oh, man. You know? So I had to, uh, I didn't know anything about strings. <laughs> <laughs> was that actually a bit anyway. off? <laughs> and then uh, I guess the next guitar I got was a Mose yeah. right on. And then uh, the amp I got, which was pretty cool, was uh, Silvertone. Silvertone's wow. good. You're making some noise. I think it was a Sears brand or something. What's that? I think it was a Sears or Montgomery Ward brand. Yeah, it was the Sears, Sears brand. But it sounded great, huh? Oh, yeah. I own a Silvertone guitar. That thing sounds amazing. Yo, which one? I owned a Silvertone Les Paul model like long time ago before I got rid of it. Sounding sounded yeah. great. No, I I wish I, I saved some of those guitars, but you know, you never know, you know. Yeah. You just go from one guitar to the next until you find the right one and you stick with it. Oh yeah, I know how that goes. We both know as musicians, we both know how that goes. Oh, I know. <laughs> we go through a lot of a lot of guitars, a lot of pedals and uh you know, try to find our our sound and <laughs> it's all about it's tone constant. searching. Yeah. Oh man. So, um, when it comes down to songwriting and like the first uh, couple C and K albums, uh, how how that come about writing and or just writing in general? Um, you know, see, Cecilia used to write a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he played with uh, I think little little Anthony before I met him, and um, he was uh, he was writing a lot of songs, and I think that just kind of influenced me to 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 write. Um, I know I, I wrote some stuff in. Uh, in high school but nothing like what I was writing after um, when C and I got together we kind of just clicked you know it yeah. just um, when we got together we got together in Sunset and a friend of ours said well you put us all put the, us together we had a dinner with some friends and we sat down and then we played the first song we looked at each other and went whoa and we played the second song and went whoa and the third song we went wow we gotta do something with this so so we started uh, the Cecilio and Capone and those songs are amazing I mean I have a whole playlist just going through listening to it and they're amazing songs oh thank you timeless, man. man I mean it is timeless I'm, I'm surprised that uh, it still gets played on the radio here in Hawaii um, all the time and uh, people uh, I mean every every day I see somebody that just says uh, something good about how those mu- that music made them feel do you have a favorite that you love to play out of all the songs you wrote I know it's hard to just like narrow it down to like a couple songs oh I know we're fortunate because we had like the first three albums was a Columbia records and those were those albums really really did well and um you know we got i mean i'm celebrating 50 years of um uh, of playing music but also the songs of c and k and um i can't i can't the show i can't i got more song more than enough songs to do a show for two and a half hours and uh that everybody loves and you know I, i'm so fortunate to be able to have that kind of um um uh, you know music too yeah to be back on um, or to be still be on <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great stuff for sure I, I love it I can't put it down that's put I'll listen to good night and good morning to friends and sailing oh yeah I know I know you know I love those songs it's uh every time I play them it kind of takes me back to where we were when we were um, writing those songs and the good times we had 
that and you know it was good it was a good time you know we we're living it yeah. so uh going to when you guys were touring as a duo uh who did you open for and uh when you were headlining who were the ones that were opening for you well we opened uh we opened for boss gags um we opened for an um uh, Loggins and Messina, um, a whole bunch, of, a whole bunch of groups at that time, um, and then and then we uh, did a real big concert in Texas with um, Peter Frampton, uh, wow. Gary Gary Wright, America Santana, and um, and Cecilio and Capone. <laughs> and at that time, all of us had had a song on the top ten in Texas. Yeah, and so nobody they didn't know who was going to be the the, the the top act. And um, that day, that day, Peter. Frank went into number one, so he got the he got the um, the, the top uh, rating or gig. Right on. That, was that during the time of Frampton Comes Alive? Or I think so. You know, um, he it was a great album. Oh okay. yeah, you know, okay. and he was great uh, uh, live. It was um, amazing. Right on. Uh, what about touring that you love? Like, uh, talk about what you love about touring, along with right now uh, with your touring rig. What what do you take with you, and especially with the mainland tour or when you're going to to uh, Don's Mai Tai. <laughs> uh, you know, back in the day, we used to tour like about six months and then come back home for two weeks, yeah. go back out for another six months. And uh, after about four or five years of that, I um, I just kind of like said, you know, I'm going to stay home and uh, and work out from, from here instead of from L.A. Yeah. And it worked out for me. You know, I, I, I realized how beautiful a place this is. And I'd rather wake up over here than uh, wake up in L.A. and, you know, and it was just uh, I think it, I made the right choice for me no, that's a good choice I mean nothing compares to being in paradise yeah I know touring was touring was fun you know I mean when you're young and you're touring it's fun yeah. but after a while it gets old and and, and, and and we didn't have really good management um, we didn't have really good people um, supported behind us I think the only guy we had was this, our first manager which is Bill Thompson um, he was he managed he moved here to retire and he had managed Glenn Campbell and the Smothers Brothers and, mm-hmm. and some other people before he retired and came over here and then uh, somebody found out about it and he came and checked us out and said okay I'll get back on the on the wagon <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was great he was great he really uh, in fact the, the thing uh, that um, really got us um, uh, you know really kicked things off for us when we, when we opened for Frank Zappa you know we did uh, 15 minutes and um, um, everybody was cheering and, and stuff so we walked off and, and uh, you know it wasn't our show so we walked up pretty much packed up real fast because we had to get hit, hit to our gig and uh, Frank Zappa came out he said hey where are you guys going I said, we said oh, I want to try our gig and he goes man those people out there want you get out there and you know for uh, an act like that to even say something like that <laughs> you know it's it, it was whoa you know okay so went back out we played I think we played uh, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes and we did a pretty good version version of it and that was it by the time we went to our gig that night the place was packed months before it was empty yeah but for, for the next eight months it was packed every night so it was um it all it all was uh like a blur yeah. and then eight months later we had a um, columbia record deal so you know, i'm real fortunate and real grateful for all that but, but i had to learn how to get through it and how to you know experience it and learned a lot <laughs> 
Yeah, you definitely do. Um, what do you do prepare and prepare for when you come to mainland? Like how many guitars do you take? What guitar do you take or what pedals do you take? <laughs> yeah, I'm at the point where I just simplify everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bring a little gear bag with my uh, pedals and my guitar and I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm uh, doing a solo solo uh, tour. With a special guest. I'll be playing all those songs, you know. Yeah. You got Alex um, Kawakami with you this time opening the show, right? Yeah, Alex Kawakami is, is coming. Um, we have a decided what he's going to do. I know he's going to join me, but um, I know some people mentioned he was going to open, so um, maybe that's possible. So, <laughs> that's what it I sounds know, like. With the... No, the venues have to have um, other opening acts, so it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I won't be able to attend this tour, but I uh, hope to catch it next time when you guys come back. Oh, yeah. So where do you live? I live in uh, Los Angeles area. Oh, okay. So going towards that direction, it's quite a bit of a drive. Yeah, I know. Back in the day when um, people used to ask us, oh, man, come, let's go party, you know? Yeah. I would go, well, where is this place? They go right down the street. And about half an hour, 45 minutes later, we're going, <laughs> where is this place? <laughs> like over here, Boy, when they say right down the street, it's right down the street. Oh, yeah. So, but, you know, you have, part a, of the- <laughs> you have a favorite venue that you played or a couple favorite venues that you've played before? Oh, man. Well, I think um, the Roxy was pretty fun. A nice Troubadour place. was fun. Um, but Golden Bear, that, that was, um, I think the Golden Bear was a, a big part of uh, our um, experience in L.A. And, um, and it was a great place to play. Uh, it's a... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Golden Bear was the uh, tops. <laughs> Too bad Golden Bear is not around anymore. Oh, I know. I know. You know, those, those kind of places, um, there's a lot of those kind of places that aren't around anymore. Yeah. But, you know, they served uh, they served um, uh, really good uh, groups. You know, they um, brought really good groups to for the people to enjoy. And um, it was a good place. They, uh, they uh, respected the artists. And, um, you know, it's a, sometimes you find places there where you, they just kind of throw you in there. And mm-hmm. and um, you know you, you uh, fend for yourself, but in in some places they really take care of you. And so yeah, and those are the kind of places you like to play all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, when you got good hospitality from a good venue, there you go. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, when you get treated treated well, you you just want to play. You know, you just want to. It just all everything works. Everybody wins. So yeah, uh, the last the few of that last albums that you put out, you did a, a songs like C and K with the whole bunch of special guests on there i want to hear like from you about that along with uh, uh, the cnk yeah yeah it, i got um all these young and up-and-coming artists um and you know we, we were working with um actually the first hawaiian bank and and then um they wanted to be get into the music industry and so they talked to us and um we said well you know we'd love to work with some younger artists and see if, you know see how they do with cnk songs so, so we did that and and it was a great experience. I mean, um, I I asked them. I said, "Man, do you know who CNK are?" They go, "Of course." You know, my our parents grew. We grew up with uh, that song, those songs. <laughs> and uh, they did an amazing job. Yeah, and it's a great album. Too. And now those guys, their um, career is taking off, and they're doing really well. So I'm real, real happy for them. 
And you did a uh, recent oh, uh, oh, our sorry. Henry Capono Foundation that really uh, put that all together. I was actually going to mention about the Henry Capono Foundation. I would love to hear more about that. Well, I know um, we have a, a, a great website. Uh, we've um, we've been uh, during COVID. Um, you know, I lost all my gigs. In fact, every musician lost their gigs. <laughs> so um, my wife and I sat there and immediately we said we got to do something. And what we did was we raised about two hundred thousand dollars and uh, put out these five hundred dollar food lamp gift cards yeah. and send it out to musicians and their family. Up almost three hundred uh, musicians and their families. Uh, you know, awesome. yeah, I think the timing was good because they they didn't know what what to do. They, they didn't know where the gigs were going to come from, when it was coming back. So it really gave them time to think about the, their next um, plan or to plan things. And um, yeah. I was so proud that we had that we could do something like that. You know, that is amazing. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it was a great great program we put together. So, you know, COVID wasn't fun no. at all. No, it was just everybody stuck at home, and all you could do was either clean or watch tv <laughs> hey, yeah, well, a, lot of watch, a lot of tv i i, I practiced a lot yeah. so that helped but here we are here we are back to the back to the old regular yeah uh, speaking of the uh, tv what do you like to do on your downtime what are your interests like favorite and what do you like to do Oh man, not a whole lot of things. I I like spending more time with my my kids and yeah. my my wife and kids. Although we're always working, but you know, I just I get any opportunity to spend with my kids, uh, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I know I know before I I almost never seen my kids. My first marriage. Yeah. You know, but you know, I see I see them a lot more now than I ever have been. Um, I'm just so grateful for that that they're doing well. Yeah, it's important. I, you know, I'll go go to the beach, jump in the water. Um. I'll go, you know, uh, check out some groups, um, uh, you know, watch some TV, <laughs> some shows. <laughs> Anything can catch your attention show-wise these days? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think, um, what is that, uh Yellowstone. I got I got hooked on that. <laughs> and then I got hooked on um Tulsa King with uh Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. There's some there's some great movies. I've been watching a, a lot of movies and there's some great ones out there. And there's some you know, not not very good ones. Oh yeah. So. It's always ones that are hit or miss. Yeah. But I enjoy being being with friends, you know. No, uh, I just enjoy playing. So any chance I get to play, I'm, I'm there. Speaking of playing, you played with Mick Fleetwood at, at Fleetwood's not too long ago, and you joined the Doobie Brothers on stage. I did, I did, and America. You know that was fun. That was a lot of fun. You know, I actually opened for America, and um, and then they bought me on, on after. And then Doobie Brothers. I know Michael McDonald. I've known him for a long time, and he called me up when they got in town and says, "Hey." you know come join us so I said yeah, I'm there man <laughs> he's a great guy man what a singer you know he's amazing and what a what a human being and um and then Mick Mick Fleetwood he lives in Maui yeah and he he called and said you know we gotta do something together uh we've been talking about that for years and then finally we got, we got to uh, I got to play with him and in, in his band called um House of Rumors yeah you know? and then we did a convention and that worked out that I had a great time Mick's a tall guy huh man he's like six six i think <laughs> great guy though i mean he's a great human being uh i love that guy 
I got to see Fleetwood Mac when they did their their reunion tour. That was I forget how many years ago that was. Yeah, he's such a solid drummer, you know. Oh, yeah. No, not a whole lot of flash, but I mean, he's just right in the pocket. He's know? on it, you know. That it takes a really good drummer to just keep make the band even better. Oh yeah, let's talk about. Uh, you've been playing Dukes for a long time. How that's for everybody that don't know. That's at the Outrigger Hotel in Waikiki. Dukes uh, Waikiki is right in there. This year makes 30 years I've been there. So congratulations. Um, about 30 years ago, the the owner was a good friend of mine, uh, Rob Tebow. He um he called me up, says, uh, "Let's have some lunch." And they were just opening Dukes, and he said he told me about his vision about me playing over there and the, by the beach in Waikiki and Diamond Hill. And, and I went, wow, that sounds so good. But uh, I'm, I'm touring for the next six months. He goes, well, think about it. And I thought about it. When I came back from uh, my tour, I said, I called him up and said, you know, let's let's check it out. And I've been there ever since. Yeah. Great. There's another great guy that, um, you know, really uh, has been a mentor in my life. So. Yeah. yeah, I remember the second time I had saw you was at Dukes in La Jolla. Right. And that was right. the 4th of July weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, that was a while ago, too. Yeah, that was a... Mm, that was a packed house. It was pain in the butt going back home. I tell you that much on the train. <laughs> it was fun times though. Fun times. And before that, the first time I saw you was at the Grammy Museum. It was a lifetime party thing that they were doing, and it was with you and a bunch of other uh, young acts as well. Yeah, they were featuring uh, Hawaii's music. I think, and uh, we were one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. That was great. So. That was with you, Alex, Blaina Singh, and John Valentine. Right. Right. <laughs> Fun time. when <laughs> you're having a good time. Oh yeah, yeah. Then uh, I've seen. I got to see you with uh, what was it Las Vegas at the Jazz Cabaret with uh, you and uh, Kiloa Beamer. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been doing. Uh, we've been touring together for the last. Uh, well, not we missed COVID, but a couple of years before that, and then the last three years we've been touring together. It's a. It's a. It's a really good show. It's. It's fun. It's um easy. Um and uh, Kiloa's a great guy. Especially his wife Moana, the who does a hula. Yeah, it's just a nice show. You know, it's a fun show. Yeah, if you all get a chance, definitely go check out Henry. Whether you're on the islands or at the mainland when he's on the road, definitely yeah. go do it. You're not you're you're gonna enjoy yourself. You're not gonna regret it at all. No, no, I I you know well, playing solo allows me to just kind of. Uh, Feel my soul and, and um, you know really get get into into the the soul of the song and and you know, where they came from. And I, it gives me a time to tell stories about where those songs came from, and a lot of people are interested in that stuff, you know, which is is nice. Before, if you played any new songs when everything was going you know berserk, yeah, um, people didn't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so now they just want to know uh, all about it, and it's it's a good time about for music. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, um, since we're on that subject, um, well, your solo career, of course. Um, I recall going across uh, a song that you had also worked with, uh, Israel, the one that did uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. You guys did a song together with two other musicians. Yeah, Waminala uh, Blues. Yeah. I did it with um, Iz Kamakabivoli, um, uh, Cyril Pahinui, and also Roland Casimero. Um, how that all came about was uh, I read this article. I was in L.A. And I read this article about uh, this this um, this this Hawaiian man who was trying to who was trying to get his um, get his get land um, 
from the Department of Land and Natural Resources. Yeah. And they were kind of like, said, ah, you know, we don't have your name on the list and all the, just giving him a bunch of stuff. I kept read, reading an article and man, this is just not right. And then he found his name on the very first um, a, a newspaper article that went out and had the list of, of Hawaiians that to... Um, be distributed at these Hawaiian lands, homeland, home, homestead lands, and his name was on there. And at that point, <clears throat> he was in, but then they were they weren't really treating him right. So you know, I wrote a song called "Broken Promise," and I called um I called Israel is, and I called them um, uh, Cyril, and I called uh, uh, Roland Casimiro, and I said, man, you know, I'm, I'm I wrote the song, and I want you guys to join me because I think it would make more of an impact if we all can come together and and um, sing about this and when they heard the song they said oh yeah you know we, we, we gotta do this so we all got together and we put a little put put um, a couple songs together Aloha Oi and um, and then we did that one song at the out in actually close close to where I'm living in Hawaii Kai and um, it just uh, made a big impact you know and um, I think uh, the Department of Land Hawaiian Homestead Lands kind of turned around and, and didn't want to get that kind of uh, you know bad press so yeah, you know I, I'm glad we could have helped we could help that 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 man is yeah. kanuha was his name i think yeah been a while so um when it comes down to um uh, is there any artists or or group band whoever that you would that you wanted to work with but never got a chance to and would still want to work with no hmm. um, not really i think i think the guys that i have worked with um you know i'm i'm, I'm happy with that i'm, I'm not sure you know because i'm i don't know i not really, you know. Yeah. I just love what other other artists do, and you know, when I was um, at one point, and when I was, uh, started, I always wanted to be like James Taylor, and then um, I could never do it. I mean, I, I'm not good at copying people, and then I got came to the point where you know, there's one James Taylor, and that's going to be it, yeah. you know. But I think he's influenced me in in certain things. Uh, so did uh, all the people that I, I listened to: Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, Santana, all those guys. Has, uh, had a little influence on me, Toto, and um, you know, Matt, and Matt. Yeah, and I had got a little bit of every everybody in me, and that kind of like um, who I've become. Yeah, you're one amazing artist, and it's amazing when I get to see you. Oh, uh, thank you, man. Thank you. It's a fun time, and always. Is. I, 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 I always say I'm still learning. You know? <laughs> We're all still learning. I mean, there's more to learn as you go. There's always more to learn. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so all right so we're gonna wrap this up uh a few things i wanted to ask you one last thing um ro do you have any tales from the road that you would be willing to share or anything that you're okay with sharing at that point? i don't know if i can remember any of it <laughs> <laughs> i think um i think the that gig we did in in um in texas austin texas uh with with peter frampton and and uh Santana and Gary Wright in America. I think that was one of our biggest, uh, uh, biggest boost in our career, or actually mentally and experientially. And uh, what is so cool about that is that you know we got treated like I mean the day before they flew us in in helicopters and um, or actually went on limousines to get to the the gig. And I mean they had like eighty some.
7,000 people at that time that came to that gig. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the night before, we had these big steaks and we ate oh. good. They treated us real good, put us up in a nice, uh, nice hotel. And then, uh, next day we played for, you know, 80 something thousand people. And that was the biggest crowd we ever seen. And, um, funny part about that was the next day we played at this little club in, uh, California. <laughs> it was kind of a downer, but, you know, we had that experience. Yeah. And that was way before, that was the beginning of our career. So, right on. Cool. All right. I want to, uh, anything else you would like to say? Uh, no. I just, uh, you know, I just continue to keep making music and having fun. And, you know, I think what I, I love about it is that it makes people happy. And to see people happy makes me happy. And we all go home feeling good. And, you know, I'm, I feel fortunate that I, uh, have that that thing that that touches people, you know. And music it has is so powerful. Oh, yeah. um, it, it can it can do so much, you know. Used in the right way, um, used in the wrong way too. But yeah. you know, I like to use it in the right way. <laughs> it's the international language. Yeah, exactly. The, the universal language they call it. I think. <laughs> cool, right. man. Cool, man. I want to thank you, Henry Capono, for your time. Um, you can find Henry Capono at henrycapono.com. You can download the app at the App Store and uh, go check them out i've got a whole list of dates down here in the description and go to hawaii and go see henry or catch him on the road come henry. to the islands <laughs> come to the islands it's fun it <laughs> is Fly hawaii. sunday Duke's on sunday so hey thanks a lot man and uh, aloha to all your friends out there and um uh, i look forward to the, the t- tour coming up i'll be in california next week have fun and have a safe trip and a safe trip to your, your whole tour sometime soon. all right sounds good this yeah. has been an episode aloha. of fun never podcast for henry copono i'm your metalhead nelson go to fundeverspodcast.com and we're on all podcast platforms thank you recording stopped let me stop the audio all right